All right, welcome back to episode 11 of the Young Old Hoods podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tommy, aka TV Sports Cards. I'm here with my friend Max, aka Cards Max. And now in Florida, Cards Max worldwide, countrywide. Max, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm on an extended 4th of July vacation. I saw some friends at the Clear we- Clearwater Sports Card Show today. And I take no days off. As you guys saw during my choir trip, I record podcasts on the road. And as I am on the road right now, I am recording an episode. So the cards take no days off. Married to the game. Wow, that just got me so fired up, Max. I I know that people don't forget the choir trip. No one will forget the choir trip. Real OGs, no. Max is on vacation, and he also went to a card show today. So that really... That's just the type of grind that you don't see from a normal human being, Max. And that's why I love you. And that's why you're, that's why you know what you know. And uh, what did you learn while you're at the show today? You uh, meet up with anyone? Uh, um, any cool cards? I hung out a bit with TJ Card Collector and Raul Slagger Cards. And both of them were cool guys. I met Tanner before I hadn't met Raul. And it's going to be fun to see them and a bunch of other faces at the National in two to three weeks. I'm pumped for the national. I'm pumped. Did I mention I'm pumped? I'm pumped. I'm pumped. You're pumped. Everyone should be pumped for the national, even though it's in the very hard to get for most people at Atlantic City. I am excited for the national. I am also excited for excited for a card show tomorrow. So I'll be at a card show tomorrow in Chicago. Uh, is it the Luddick show? Yeah, it's the where Luddick's is sponsoring a show. The sky at the Skyline Room out by uh, there. Kind of the there's an Allstate Arena. It's like a smaller sports arena. But yeah, it should be a good show. It's like 100 tables. There's going to be a lot of people there. I met Dick Budkiss today, which is... That is really cool. I saw some of the posts from that, and that looked cool. Yeah, it was a good time. And I'm excited for tomorrow, mainly because I have a couple Road to the Finals finals out of 199 cards I'm going to be picking up from this kid, Nick, uh, at Stack and Sell, S-T-A-K-N-Sell. You've introduced his content to me, and I consume it. I don't interact with him, but I love it. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He is a big fl- he like he's a big flipper. He uh, is just trying to make a living, trying to buy and sell cards. He hooks it up with me sometimes, though. Finds me some cool Warriors cards. He once gave me a nice Steph rookie card. So big shout out to that guy. Big shout out to Nick. Great guy. Uh, but yeah, that's a set I've been trying to build for a while. It's a set that I think an insert set that I think is underrated all time because it's a set where I think I've talked about it before, maybe in an earlier episode where it's just there's one card per win for a playoff team in uh, the NBA. So it's in a hoops insert set. And they're all numbered cards, which even in the first round when it's numbered out of the year, like the Topps Golds uh, in Topps Flagship, they're high numbered, but I prefer serial number just because, you know, it's kind of fun. So that's an iconic set to me and why I'm doing this set because I think it's undervalued. But Max, that leads me into our topic for this week, which last week we did iconic parallels. And this week, we are doing iconic sets, modern sets, because we were both born at the turn around the late 90s. So we don't really, you know, we're not going to go back into the early 90s, mid 90s. Our Gen Zers, but not millennials. And not, but born before 2000. Whatever you want to say. My first packs that I was ripping was like 02, 03 Tops flagship. So in terms of the collecting generations, that's where I'm at. In terms of my like base knowledge, Max, I think you're a little later on, right? Um, I was definitely ripping um, 05 to 08, but that was before I could tell you 
any major league baseball player outside of Derek Jeter, Jose Reyes, and Alex Ro- and Alex Rodriguez. I hope I didn't just say him a second time. But no, you're good. Uh, I'm good. Okay. But um, then I re got into the hobby when I got about 14, 15, 16, opening those mid 2010s packs, and then again as a young adult. Yeah, and that. So that's we're, where you're we're coming from. each other's gaps. Yeah, I think so. Because I, I feel in that I ripped a lot of packs from like 06 to 2011. I ripped a lot of 2011 update and 2012 packs, but then that was kind of the end of it. I ripped like a few packs every year between 2012 and 2020. Uh, just my dad picking up me packs for like my birthday and Christmas. So I do have like, and my binders going back, I have, I can fill in most holes and I know what the designs of most. Most years of tops look like, and I know what some of the most. I mean, I don't know all insert sets, but I can general. I have a general idea of who was in the insert sets for each type of year. You know how like every year, everyone there's one dude who's in a, all the insert sets one year and just drops off another year. You know about those types of dudes, Max? A little bit, I do know. Um, but Tommy knows ball. I need to stay focused on the topic of the week, which is iconic sets. So, Max. We put out some. We put out a question to the people this week on our social medias about what are iconic modern sets, and we're keeping kind of keeping this open ended. Kind of gave it a do it yourself interpretation of what that means to you, what an iconic set means to you, and maybe we can find some common themes uh, from the answers that people gave us, Max. So, what are some of the uh, responses you got? I want to hyper focus on the word iconic, just because I know you are disregarding it a little bit. But as someone who fully immersed himself in Project 2020, that word came up to debate. Oh, I know you're gloating because I'm looking at Project 2020. But Project 2020 was intended to be a set of iconic rookie cards. And with the interpretations of that, it was really stretching what the word iconic means, both for collectors, how a card has maintained significance. So... It was just a nice parallel that came to mind, but I guess in terms of iconic, which which parallels, which sets are going to maintain the most longevity from a memory, recollection, and collecting standpoint long term? Um, to get into, are we looking at other people's or are we doing our own first, Tommy? Take your pick. Um, I'm kind of down to hear what other people have and kind of jump. Okay, those if you're down. Um, at not Jason Dardick brought up the 2021 Prism Manga which I think is innately interesting because it is a new set and it's def- and it's not even just a new set. It's a calling, it's a high-end set, right? That's like kind of saying that kabooms are iconic. And I think at this point, kabooms are iconic, even though the vast majority yeah. of collectors won't own one or will only own a few. It's the chase and the allure that makes it just so in such high demand. Yeah, I think Jason's trolling you with that answer though. He could be trolling me with that answer, but I, still think, <laughs> I think he's I think he's trolling you. So I'm gonna he, say he that he could is trolling. be trolling me, but the system has significance and merit to it, to where it can be dissected into okay, not every long-term desirable iconic insert is going to be in the hands of the common man. No, but I'm gonna I'm gonna use your own logic on this, which is something that okay. you have this idea of. Just because something is rare doesn't mean it's cool. And there's a certain level of coolness that makes the rarity less important to a card. I think the mangas are the absolute pinnacle of produced rarity in okay. 
using it a produce rarity. It's like a Supreme type thing where they just make a five Supreme bricks and they sell them all okay. for a million dollars. I'm going to juxtapose this with one that I was talking about earlier in the 2021 mosaic, both basketball has the jam masters and football, the touchdown masters. They included this in their inaugural release last year, but it was just a very standard insert. But in the 2021 versions, all of the players have big heads and I love this. It's fun. It's caricatures. And these are common in retail packs, but also have the retail exclusive parallels. You had, can have, I own in Patrick Mahomes orange fluorescent touchdown masters out of 25. And it's a way of deviating and having a little bit more of a clout card, but also sticking tried and true to a, this is a commonly accessible insert that is cool on its own merit. And you know, I love big heads. That's my favorite 2004 epidemic power up shout out. I've talked about it a lot, so I'm not going to bring it up this episode, but the biggest Shout out to an all big head set with parallels that are fun and cool and make. And are also a fun, uh, a reminder of what the internet used to be like for cards and how they used to try to make connections between cards and the internet, which I think me and you love to talk about with like Topps Town and like all that sort of weird internet stuff. And I know, do you have Webkins was the thing that you had back in the day, right, Max? I did have Webkins. Uh, <laughs> Webkins were big. In my yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I hope you get your Webkins cards complete set at some point. But um, some other answers that we got for the for the iconic set, I got 2008-09 basketball, which is the set that has the iconic chalk talk, chalk toss LeBron, the Kobe with LeBron guarding him. Two of the most, probably the most iconic horizontal basketball cards of the modern era, at least, um, which, Max, I don't know how much you know about that set, but... Um, I'll give it because when I first saw this answer, I was thinking specifically about the design and my gut reaction was that it doesn't differ too much from 2007 and 2006. I do like how they do the team names of letterings up top. But when you're looking at the players and the photography used, yes, 2008 tops basketball stands on its own for merit based of it being a iconic set. Yeah. And I think as someone who ripped a lot of that, it, it definitely did feel different in the moment. I was like, dang, this, even as someone who was 10 years old at the time, and I had ripped just, you know, packs up into that point, I knew that those cards looked cooler and had a different feel to them than previous packs of basketball cards, at least that I had opened. I'd ripped, you know, upper deck flagship, you know, their version of flagship for like that sort of stuff. But yeah, moving on from that, I think that that set, it'd be hard to argue is not iconic which I guess is a bad, not a good enough reason to say it is iconic, but I think it but consensus. If we're looking around. at something like stadium club releases, both for now soccer and as well as baseball, we're having consistently strong photography. And maybe we're saying that's become, that's just a product on the rise. I personally love the gold minted subset from the standalone release and not the Chrome release, but I guess that's deviating from iconic set, what, but what about it's good, it? it's no, good, no, no, it's no. good photography enough to merit an iconic set. Oh, that's a good question. I think that's an important question. I think I would argue it's like yes and no. It's like no, you can't have and I you can have an iconic set without iconic photography. And I think an example of that would be 
would be a good example of that. I think 2011 update, tops update, is a good example because you have the Trout rookie, which I don't think anyone argues. Horrendous is, photography. Yeah, horrendous photography. I think just thinking about the Altuve one is interesting. His rookie has the jump. It's he's jumping juice. in the air. It's a juice rookie card class. You have, yeah. and you have LeMahieu, you have Altuve, you have Goldschmidt, you have Brandon uh, Crawford. Blackman. Blackman, yes. You also have Brandon Crawford. Why are you hating on Brandon Crawford? What's the deal? He's What's a, your problem? He's a, he's, I just find it funny that out of the first five names I think of with Topps Update, uh, Brandon Crawford is not one of those five. He's number one for me, even before Trout. And that's slander to Trout, mm-hmm. but it's real life. Yeah. I pulled back in my day, I pulled well, the other This is, it's not just, oh, 2011 update is iconic because of Trout. Even when I was collecting at 1415, I knew Topps 2011 update was big because you have Goldschmidt who was an MPV finalist at the time. LeMahieu was really a nobody, but Blackman was just starting to break out in his mid to late twenties. Altuve pre-trash can destined for the hall and AL MVP candidate and then winner in 2017. It always had the fundamentals of a very strong set just because it's being partly being lowly produced relative to other sets during that year with update having low retail demand during that time. It's hard to think of now, but also that the, the not many having not it, not having many other rookie cards for those players boosted it. Yeah. I, I love that set. I mean, I, I ripped like five to six packs back in the day and pulled the Altuve and Goldschmidt, but nothing, nothing that interesting. Um, but yeah, I think that's a good example of what we're the inverse of what we were talking about. We have some other sets that we need to move on to, though, just to keep the ball rolling here. We have. Okay, roll I, the ball. I want to talk about 2004 tops total, which I think. Who brought that up? Who said that to you? That was Carlos Rodon PC. Carlos underscore Rodon underscore PC on Instagram. Very yeah, nice I'm, guy. He's a North Carolina dealer. You met him before? I have. Oh, I met him too. I met him in Atlanta. Nice guy. He's, he's all over. Yeah, he's a nice guy. I, uh, yeah, that's a. I think that's all right. A pure conjecture here, but I'm pretty sure that's the basketball set that has like all the mascots, these pretty famous mascot basketball blue. cards that I don't think exist in most any other sets really, especially not Panini sets that I know of. Um, they are pretty cool, fun mascot cards, and I know that they have pretty deep checklists where you have cards for kind of random assistant coaches, and like some of these dudes have ended up becoming head coaches i know i think it's popovich's rookie card from what i understand really? is tops total um, so i know they brought back tops total baseball either in 2020 or 2021 and i know one of the big hallmarks of total is that it has a massive checklist and seen as low end but is having this massive checklist have the inclusion of more rookie cards that otherwise wouldn't be there yeah and i think yeah. what i as someone who rips top total, who ripped top total, ripped tops total back in the day, football especially, it had like you would have a triple lineman rookie card on it. It would be kind of cool to see like some of these. I mean, obviously, linemen don't have much value, but in terms of like getting cool guys that maybe would not otherwise have rookie cards or these combo kind of fun cards, tops total was very fun to rip. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, iconic is obviously an interesting th- thing to say about a product that cheap. All right. I mean, not cheap, but in terms of priority and like 
value pretty low and the just the quality of the stock of paper i feel like is almost vintage like more so it is modern um but yeah shout out tops total i just i want you to say that one max because or yes. i wanted to bring that one up early Elucidate on me. just because i feel like we've taught uh, with kimball at least we talked a lot about some really high-end stuff with like national treasures and i know he would argue what was the soccer set that he really argues is like the one that has the original? He, he brought up a few. I don't want to butcher the years. I know. I think it's 2017 like, Tops Chrome, and it was there is a flawless year where they There's have like the only Pele game used jerseys. Flawless? Yeah. Yeah. He something like that. Yeah, I recall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so but, that yeah, Tops total uh, set. First, no, Randy, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say first Tops Chrome is extremely significant in that it was a lot of these players kind of rookie cards. Yeah, I think 2012 Prism has the same vibe to it. I know we've talked kind of a yeah, lot about that. Yeah, it's the exact already. same equivalent vibe. Yeah, and 2012 Prism benefits also from the double rookie class thing with like the 2011 class and the lockout. So I think 2012 Prism has that perfect storm. That's another set of not great photography. That might be the ultimate not great photography, but iconic set is the 2012 prism because of i I mean at least speaking as clay's is like him backing down someone that the person's not you know it's all like solo shots steph dribbling it's not there's no like oh that image is sweet on his 2012 prism it's just like that set is iconic because of the chrome in the in the low print run fair um but agreed agreed Uh, i know mason wanted us to bring up 2003 2004 tops matrix basketball which was a one-off set it was one of those lebron hype sets i didn't i didn't know that was a one-off set one-off set it was a pure lebron hype beast that that uh draft class hype produced product where you know someone uh, tops trying to cash in on the lebron draft and it really was a futuristic kind of based on the matrix movie set movie types uh set where the guys were playing these futuristic backcourt back uh, basketball courts where it kind of looked like, I think it was the, this video game called the Jam, NBA Jam. Do you remember that game? Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Back I, in my day, people would play that on their laptops all the time in middle school and earlier. Yeah, no. Uh, so, and they had these mini cards and they had these triple cards where it's like LeBron, there's a LeBron, Bosch, Wade. That's an, I, I would, it was, I think it, the market has shown is an iconic rookie card because of the big three. And then there's also ones, you know, LeBron, Wade, Carmelo, Anthony, you know, all the combinations of rookies. So it's one of those sets also similar to tops total. That's like this massive checklist with a bunch of different combinations of double, triple rookie cards, but also they have these mini rookie cards and these framed autos. That's why Mason, I had got him a, uh, framed mini auto of Tayshawn Prince and they're like these on card they're kind of like Allen and Ginter uh snagging one of those for him for a secret Santa thing last year which was kind of that's which, fun. which I know he he loves that card I was hyped to be able to find that for so cheap for him uh but yeah you can find those LeBron rookie cards pretty affordably in Topps Matrix and I think it's one of those sets that is the opposite you know I think I talk a lot about continuity and Kimball has credit not criticized but he's pointed that out to me that i say i talk in value continuity very heavily when i'm a as a collector but i think tops matrix 
and tops total are two sets that you know don't have i mean matrix literally a one-off total i think goes around for three years or something and at least for basketball and as you know they're not they don't have huge clout now i think that that era of cards is always one that i'm gonna love just as a collector because that's like the first step that i was ripping so that's a nostalgia heavy i have nostalgia glasses for that set max so if you can feel free to criticize it if you want um part of what i don't like is that there are different combinations of each player you can have on each card and i'm sure there's a set configuration but not every lebron is a lebron mellow wade or i don't even know if that is a configuration you can mix you can have i know there's a lebron tony kukok right darko milicic darko milicic i know darko milicic i don't know why i was thinking tony kukoc but there's some very bum players you can get next to LeBron. And look, when you have your MLB league leader cards in traditional sets, you have three players on a card and they're always the same three players. I don't like that it encourages the die cut aspect of ripping the cards apart into each three individual things, which deteriorates it from being a traditional card. But tradition is anything but important. In- but basketball cards, I would argue the perforated triple card is iconic in basketball and a traditional and it. Yes, because we have the history with tops in eighty-one top, or eighty or eighty-one tops. It, every I single card is a tri card, and that's the rookie card for Bird and Magic. They that's something that like. Yeah, but that's like saying tall boys are iconic in basketball because of Lou Alcindor. They kind of are, though. I would argue. I mean, why bit. isn't Panini doing that? Why doesn't Panini do that? Where is the Panini heritage? Well, I mean, I don't know if they had rights. I guess Fanatics is going to get the rights back. Where is so. Fanatics Heritage? Oh my God, there is no Fanatics Heritage. But I think I think Tops did some Tops did some throwback designs for basketball. They yeah. throughout the history. They and did. as a result, we've seen recently with the Prism remakes in this year's products of throwback 2012 design, they go for bonkers money. Yeah, but those I have mixed feelings about those because I feel like it's like too soon almost. Like. Yeah, it's, you're patting yourself on the back a little bit too soon. Yeah, like, what? Are you, who are you, Panini? You just lost the license and you're making a throwback set to a set that is going to either get bought out by Fanatics. Oh, whatever, I, I don't have to rant about this, but I know that we have some other sets we want to go to. I want to bring up the first year of Allen and Ginter, which I think is 2006. I think we sort of talked about this with Kimball possibly, or we were said that we were going to talk about it, and then we didn't talk about it, but... I know it has some pretty cool U.S. history relics, but it's also the first year of Allen and Ginter in modern. Um, and since it's gone on, that set has now gone on for like 15, 16 years. Max, do you have any thoughts on Allen and Ginter? Good tribute to the OG Ginter cards. It has very love, beloved inserts and parallels in the wood minis, in the stained glass. Um, everyone loves rip cards. If you don't love rip cards, you're a hater. If you don't love rip cards, you're a hater. If you don't love rip cards, you are a hater. That is a pack inside of a pack. It's cool in Allen and Ginter. It's not cool in the Topps rip product where you have cards that no one wants. It's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. And you rip into more cards that no one really wants. But it's the (laughs) ultimate risk. If you have a Trout rip card, a lot of people want their cards unripped. A lot of them, if you want a, and there are not many parallels or versions of that bigger Trout rip card. But you could have a stained class or one of one inside. Yeah. 
I love actually Alan Ginter is a set I think that does non-sport stuff the best out of anything Tops does obviously um they have some ended up with some cool stuff throughout the years but yeah shout out Tops Allen and Ginter I think that even as a set that has more or less the same design every year it does a good job of just being a continuous solid bedrock of the Tops brand and something that I think is fun to collect because of the rare stuff they throw out there I can agree. Gen I when I was a kid, and even I still adopt this a little bit now, even though it's not as much true. I viewed like flagship as flagship, but every other set has a little bit of prestige to it. Like Topps Opening Day is better than Topps Flagship because you have the Opening Day logo, and those are only available around Opening Day. You can get Topps Flagship any time of the year. And this is your th this was your thinking back in the day. This was my thinking back in the day. This was my thinking even as a teenager. Yeah. And that, okay, the print runs on Jinter are much lower. What's rarer, a PSA 10 Wander Franco Allen and Jinter base card or a Tops flagship base card? We all know the answer. I want the rarer. I want the cooler. And you're going to get more bang for your buck with the rarer and the cooler significantly. Yeah. Like, why would you get a, look, everyone loves the tradition behind Tops Gold Parallels, but why would you get a gold parallel serial numbered out of 2015? When for the same bargain, you can get an out of 99 in a more overlooked set. Because I like gold parallels and don't tell me how to collect, Max. Um, okay. I'm just, I'm just Whatever kidding. you say. Whatever you say, television sports cards, TV sports cards. I'm sorry. But yeah, I think Alan Ginter, cool set, but I, I wouldn't put too much money towards it. I don't think I've ever done it. Oh, we are not, we're not talking about money. No, no, I'm saying just as a even collection wise, my in my collection world of money that I have for collecting cards, I don't prioritize Alan Ginter cards unless they're cool inserts in which they're cheap. I like to buy cheap Alan Ginter inserts. There are many old heads who do, and we are the young old heads. Yes, we are the young old heads. Never forget it. Um, so going on, I think Heritage. The first year of Heritage was 2001. I'm gonna say not iconic. Some other someone said tw 2018 update tops. You you were around for 2018 update. I was not. I started my collecting journey in 2019. I was right. I was there for the chase. Obviously, I'm very cognizant of the rookie card class, which does make it iconic. We were talking and raving about the parallels of 2018 update with validity, and I think the parallels and the rookie card subclass can contribute to the set being iconic. A, a set can be iconic because of its parallels. Sure. But I think we kind of covered that. I think that was kind of the point of last week. No, but it's a combination. True, it is a combination, but... And the rookie card class, I mean, you have so many potential superstars, while also so many regular players. Like Shane Bieber has a Cy Young. He is a rookie card in that set, and he may not even be top five. Dang. Food for thought on that. I feel like we've talked a lot about Top's flagship, though. Um, yes, but part of it is: are we looking at certain years? Or are we looking at products? I think I think iconic sets can refer to either or, because I'm the king of the cop out answer. But mainly, I think like it's hard to judge a product by one year. Or does coolness necessarily contribute to? iconicness like you know those cd cards they're cool they're wicked but they're forgettable 
Yeah, and like the shoe inserts from flagship this year or something like, or. Yeah, and that was an attempt to mimic Panini, and such as the home team advantage ones do downtown. But if something is so strongly desired that it's mimicked by a competing company, does that mean it has some iconic merit? You want to know the perfect, perfect example of what you're talking about? I do. 2016 Donner's Optic. Mimicking because topic. It's, mimicking. it's mimicking Topps Chrome with Topps and being the Panini answer to the Don, you know, to the Topps Topps Chrome dynamic with Donner's and Donner's Optic. Oh it's my! Considered... We are forgetting a very major '90s set. Donruss Diamond Kings. Well, that's yeah, that's in the '80s too. Diamond Kings is in the '80s. Diamond, okay, Diamond Kings. Look, I wasn't alive for it. I wasn't collecting it. But when I, whenever I ripped open packs, Diamond Kings is huge. I love Diamond Kings. That's an iconic insert that, set. That but... is an iconic insert set. I, w I can't wait for the it's, day it's, when Diamond Kings is, has the license again because Diamond Kings is amazing. Uh, even the non-licensed Diamond Kings still look cool. Yeah, they look cool, but I mean, I like to collect them. I like to collect Buster Posey, Diamond Kings, especially Panini products because they mostly have them in the catcher's gear, which doesn't mean, you know, no logos mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah, the no logos hurts. There's some, like 2019... Panini, Donruss, Diamond Kings plays a big tribute to the older Diamond Kings in terms of design. Mm -hmm. And look, I'm looking at 1988, 1989, you know, Diamond Kings. Maybe I've just ripped junk wax from going to my local gas station and being told that there's cheap baseball cards inside. Mm -hmm. And I have that imprinted in my mind. But it's a significant set, subset and insert set. Yeah, it's cool as hell, and people love it, and I love it, and I think it's cool. And I think that that alone makes it iconic, despite the, the value. I think the Junk Wax, we can learn as the newer generation of collectors from the Junk Wax era of people, where they knew it was cool, and they valued what was cool with the inserts that they liked. And it's and, incredible in the same way that Topps buys Bowman in order to continue their branding, and that Leaf has underchanged management in modern, I believe. Not 100% sure. Like, you know, it's not the same leaf that was in the 50s. That's what I'm saying. And that yes. Donruss isn't the same Donruss it was in the 80s. They were bought, branding bought by Panini. And the continuation of this is just very cool to see. I love that continuation. I think that what are your thoughts on Court Kings? I know that that's something that Panini has tried to do with some of these brands that were only baseball. I know Prism was all sports. Or no, it wasn't basketball. I think it was only Court football. Kings, the product? No, no, I'm saying OG Prism. OG Prism was only football and baseball, I believe. And they Panini buys that or like modernizes that brand to be their Prism. They make it all sports, including basketball, which never had it to begin with. That's what they did with Court Kings is, is the same thing as Diamond Kings. I am unknowledgeable on this. No, you understand. The, do you get what I'm saying, though? Like, Court Kings is to Diamond Kings. You know, that's the relationship. Like, yeah. Pan Panini exactly. made Court Kings happen because they knew that people liked Diamond Kings. And they just kind of mm -hmm. co-opted that branding for Court Kings, which I don't think has worked as well for 
for collectors. I mean, Court Kings is cool, but it varies heavily on like what the designs are, and I wouldn't yeah recognize, I wouldn't that, recognize one year of Court Kings over another really. The interest that, that hinges on the design probably isn't a significant insert set, but it can be. Um, Speak to I, Kabooms. Speak on the Kabooms. Slam insert sets are enjoyed every year that they film them. Similar to the the Marvel comic ones are also similarly enjoyed. I think the Marvel they, comic they are not, one. They are not iconic yet, but 20 years from now, or if they stop making them, we could be looking back and saying, those are really sweet inserts. Yeah, I agree. I I will always love uh, insert parallel. Yeah. I, I will hope to collect more of those in the future. Do you have any other thoughts off the top of your head, Max, of um, sets that you like to collect? Have you, have you done any like pet base set, complete sets? I know you used to do that a little bit. Um, I've tried many times. I am like three cards shy of 2019 base update. Um, I still have my incomplete 2021 Topps Chrome Black White Mini Diamond. I'm missing like five cards. Um, I've started a lot. Oh, I have a 2021 Topps Pro Debut completed. I am still working on the Chrome subset, which is about halfway completed. I am a fan of Chrome subsets in paper cards. I think that's cool. Yeah, your pro uh, debut Chrome. No, not even pro debut, but 2013 and 2014 Topps update Chrome Mega Boxes had in separate packs the Chrome cards we can say if that's valid or not. Cause I mean, I'm thinking in the same way that we rip open Bowman, you get the majority of paper cards and then you get the Chrome cards in the middle yeah. and you open pro debut jumbos and you get, which is no one on earth, but me and you get the bulk <laughs> of paper and then you yeah. get the jumbo and then you get the Chrome and mega boxes. You have separate packs having the, the Chromes rather than the base paper. But I am a fan of making Chrome rare and not its own standalone product. I agree. I think 2009 Topps Basketball is a good uh, example of that with the mm -hmm. Steph Curry rookie being the, <laughs> sorry, the chrome, the base chrome is numbered out of 999. I want to get, can I talk really, about I, a couple Panini basketball I sets I real quick? You didn't know that? You didn't know about the Steph chrome? The Steph chrome is out of 999? Yeah, the base chrome. Because Topps, there's no Topps chrome, there is no Topps chrome product put out in 2009 because that was the last year of their license i don't know i don't really know the whole story on it but that's why there's so few tops steph curry rookie cards out there interesting and that's kind of in the same way or the same numbering of kind of like heritage heritage refractors being out yes of exactly exactly the same and the refractor uh, is for factor out of 499 i don't remember it is it's numbered low it's one of those things where basketball does it differently um I'm going to yeah. give a couple of shout outs too. So this set, I'm, I'm recording this from my roommate's room. He's a huge Dirk Nowitzki fan. And uh, this is 2016 Select. They have a whole set of cards with players holding the trophy, their finals MVP trophy with the, with the Larry O'Brien trophy. I think this is a good example of basketball collectors valuing different things than baseball collectors. Uh, baseball collectors don't really have too heavy emphasis on individual World Series images. I know that people 
enjoy a good baseball image like this the soto shuffle one in stadium club chrome going back to what you talked about at the beginning but um i think this 2016 select set with these trophy the finals mvp guys that's an iconic set in my mind from panini i know it's hard to project that far in advance but that's something that comes to mind and i think when you think about when we we talked once about why logo men are important more important in basketball than they are in uh, baseball and i think that this is another example of basketball collectors valuing these individual moments really heavily as opposed to baseball collectors kind of valuing the career overall i can agree with that part of why old refractors and black refractors and black paper maintain so much longevity is that people want full player career runs and trout commands a premium for this while otani soto and acuna don't as much because their careers have been shorter relative to Trout. Yeah. And just, I think, having a long career gives you time to be in different sets and different print runs and weird things happen with tops. You know, you never know what's going to go down. And sometimes it's easy to do something like that. And they're set, like, Trout's rise comes at the same time as Tops takes over sole license. So you can do these Tops, or you can do these Trout full career runs with same products and do it without any breaks and continuity. But Max, I don't want to, I don't want to keep the the listeners going too long. I think, I think we talked about what we wanted to talk about today. And I, I think we raised, is there any other questions you have about what an iconic set is after today? No, no other questions to be raised. I think, I think people will bring up other things, but I think the points we bring up when we talk about an iconic set, we said what we wanted to say. And I'm, I'm good with what we said. I'm excited for the future of this podcast. I'm excited for the, the things we have in the works for the rest of the, the month. I know we're going to be at the National at the end of the month and are going to be able to link up in person for a live episode. So I am very fun. excited. I, we still need to figure out the logistics of that. But if anyone's going to be at the National and wants to link up with me and Max, let me know. I'll be there with uh, Ludex. And yeah, Max, do you have anything you want to talk about for the rest of the week? Like, are you you're going to a show tomorrow or potentially? I went to a show today. Mentioned that already. I don't want Did you did you buy anything today? I bought a PSA eight tops update Juan Soto gold out of twenty eighteen. I bought. I thought I brought him. I bought a few smaller cards. You bought a gold Juan Soto, Ricky. It was a good deal. That's sweet. His like price, is, his his is, prices is, are in the gutter. Is it debut or? Bring it up because that's a sweet card. Is that going to go through Trout? Um, it is not. You know I've owned this card before. Look, oh, the dreaded CSG nine five. The PSG. Yeah, three. wait, hold up, hold up. I'm tripping, Max. This is your wow. This is nice. You haven't even posted it to the timeline yet, have you? I have not. And people say that I will crack anything. This is a deserved eight. I don't think it gets lower than an eight, but this earned its eight and. Tops Gold deserves the toughness for their grades. Yep. And that's why we love condition sensitivity. Yes. Makes things rarer. Let's go. All right. Rare, rare, rare. Uh, let's end it while we're hot, Max. This was fun. I think we definitely left some meat on the bone for a part two down the line. So I'm going to let the people tell us what, what sets we missed, and we'll come back to another episode. How's that sound? Let it roll. Sweet. Um. As always, you can find me at TV Sports Cards on Twitter, at TV.SportsCards on Instagram. 
DMs always open if you're going to be at a show or at the national. Hit me up if you guys you want to you know meet up with me and Max or whatever. Uh, Max at Cards Max on Twitter and Instagram. Always posting cool cards. Always starting fun conversations on Twitter, Max. Um, again, it was fun. Episode eleven. They never thought we could get it this far, did they? I thought that we were going to make it as far as we would like. We're going to make it super far. So shout out all the young old heads out there. This has been fun. Uh, Thanks to everyone who's been listening. We really appreciate it. So have a good week and uh, we'll see. We'll put out another episode. We'll get back on a regular schedule next week for sure. So keep an eye out next weekend for another episode. So uh, have a good week and peace out. Do greatness. Do (laughs) Jesus.